War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 86, Courtney Taylor. It is, what is it, November 2nd? Uh, 77 degrees outside, 509, leaving work, and it's dark, almost dark. Um, Y'all miss me? Hadn't done one of these since Thursday, I think. Yeah, this weekend was pretty busy, pretty, a lot of stuff going on. The week of Halloween is always busy in our family because I like Halloween and I do Halloween things around our house. And it's also Beautiful Bloggles' birthday, which is the day before Halloween. Baby Bloggles playing soccer. There's trick-or-treating. There's all that stuff. Then there was an early kickoff, which meant for a quick and dirty setup of the tailgate then was breaking down the tailgate so we could go out to eat for baby for beautiful bloggle's birthday and all that stuff so this weekend was very 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 busy and then the time change yesterday got it dark early and we're sitting there and we're like all right time to go to bed and we look down it's 5 30 so i needed a little break from the bloggle spots you know, it this doesn't seem very hard and it's not because i just basically talk on the way home from work but on the weekends it's different i've got to like find a spot in the house for 10 minutes and try to keep the kids away um and it's you know it takes a little a little bit to upload it get it on the computer upload it whatever um but if you'd like to donate for that time anyway um so since the last time we talked auburn lost to Ole miss by eight points they got into the red zone three times in the second half inside the 10-yard line three times in the second half and only came away with came away with nine points. But that Daniel Carlson, though, no, really, he's awesome. But I wish we saw him a little less. Well, I saw. I wish we'd see him about the same, actually, but just kicking shorter things called extra points and not field goals. Um, I just posted my review entitled The Dead Zone. Get it? Not red zone, but dead because it was Halloween and they went dead. Um, Ole Miss has a decent defense. Let's give them a little credit on that. But Auburn kind of just, I don't know. A lot of people are complaining about play calling. Um, I think the fact that Sean is injured a little bit, probably more than we think, but not bad enough to end his season, um, makes Malzahn kind of maybe question putting Jeremy in there, thinking, you know, maybe he's okay now, and now we might have a kind of a reason to try him again because Sean might not be – 100%. But I don't think much of what happened Saturday had anything to do with how injured Sean was. There was maybe one or two times where he limped limped away a little bit slower than normal out of the pocket or whatever, but I don't know. It's just it's like the run game worked at some points. It worked with Javon Robinson, and then one play he got swallowed up, and so we tried to run something else, and I don't know. I don't pretend to understand – Gus Malzahn's offense or any offense I'm, I'm not that I don't care honestly I just like to watch football and win football games um, so I can't tell you what a cover two really means and I can't tell you what any of that stuff means and I don't ever really care to know uh, I can tell what Auburn what play Auburn's going to run almost every single time they run it but that's just because I have ESP um you know, it, it was a game Auburn could have won by two touchdowns, maybe even more. Uh, the defense definitely played well enough to win. Carl Lawson was shaking things up on the first play. Uh, 
Auburn passed on the first two plays, by the way, for everybody who likes to go, oh, you're going to run on first down every time. People on sports call last week. Uh, but, you know, it was one of those. It, just a, it was like Arkansas, just frustrating. Could have won, should have won. One play away from not winning, pretty much. Um, if Auburn scores a touchdown on any of those field goals, instead of any of those field goals, uh, they probably would have won. Because Ole Miss would have had to start pressing, and the fans would have been louder, and the defense would have been playing with a different intention of keeping a lead rather than going, all right, got to hold them one more time so we can try to score again. But whatever. 4-4 four and four does not sound good, but the season's not over. Um, they can beat Idaho, obviously, and they're going to beat Georgia or Texas A&M. They will beat one of those. And if you beat one of those, especially Georgia and Idaho, get a little two-game winning streak with with Alabama coming in, Alabama might not. If Alabama loses this weekend, they're not really going to play for anything. So, you know, we might have a who cares Iron Bowl and just be fun and who can beat who. Um, That's the thing. Auburn is not terrible. People want to say we're terrible because we have some questionable plays in the red zone. Getting to the red zone is harder than getting than scoring, really. I mean, Auburn had some great plays, great passes. Auburn's that little stat where Auburn has no impact plays or whatever you want to call it. That's, I mean, yeah, it's probably still low because of the first half of the season, but that's about regular now. I mean, how many passes, deep passes, have we thrown to Ricardo now in each game? And then Tony Stevens had one, and Melvin Ray had one. It's like. We can get over that stat. It's it's kind of back to normal. It's just, I think the whole again, we Auburn Malzahn was not expecting any of this. He's had to change the way he's calling his games now, because of Sean White, because of Jeremy Johnson, and now Sean White might be hurt. And Peyton Barber ended up being the star, and now he's kind of not finding the holes like he used to. And Javon Robinson might look like he's okay now. It's like. There's just been a lot going on, a lot of inconsistency, and then which caused people who you didn't think were going to play to play, and they actually were good, and now they're maybe not that good. I don't know. So, because of that, four and fourness, I guess. No, that's the opposite point I want to make here. The Auburn-Georgia game is going to be at 11 o'clock on a CBS doubleheader. Now, you want to look at that, and the first thing I think of is... Well, that's terrible for tailgating. Is that wrong for me to think that? I think most people, half the reason they like football is for tailgating. Well, for that'll be two home games in a row now. We'll have an 11 o'clock game against a good team. Well, it could be a big game. But no, for TV reasons, you got to wake up at 7 o'clock. Which, yeah, that's early for me. I know y'all, a lot of y'all are like, oh, 7. No, that's early for me. Um, get out there, try to set up a tailgate either win and have fun or lose and be like, all right, well, what are we going to do now? I mean, tailgating after a game is fun, but it's not the same. There's no excitement. Half the people leave. Um, If you win, everybody goes to tumors and nobody comes back. It's just like, whatever. I'm tired of doing it. It, People want to say, well, just win games and you won't have an 11 o'clock kick. No, we had an 11 o'clock kick for San Jose State. I mean, uh, for Jacksonville State. We had an 11 o'clock kick with the Ole Miss game, which Ole Miss is ranked. Yeah, if we'd beaten Arkansas, it might have been a little different. But the night games were Vandy, Houston, Tennessee, Kentucky. 
See, that shows you that the 11 o'clock game is not the JP, everybody, nobody cares anymore game. It's almost like the 11 o'clock game is probably the third best game or the second best game. And in this case, CBS on their double header picked Auburn to be their first game of the day. There isn't an SEC network game at 11, and it's like something terrible. North Texas and somebody, Tennessee or somebody. But it's like, it's it's two different things. People look at it as, oh, we must be really bad because we're playing at 11. Well, no, I don't think that's true anymore. Auburn, Georgia, regardless. Georgia's only got, what, two losses, three losses now, five and three. We're four and four. As terrible as that sounds because of what we were picked at the beginning of the season, that's not Kentucky and Vanderbilt who are playing games in slightly prime-time positions. So get over the, we're terrible, that's why we're at 11. That's not true anymore. Now, the only reason it does suck is because it kills your tailgating and everybody wants to say the 11 o'clock, Auburn never plays good 11 o'clock thing. At home, that's not true. I think now the updated record is 12 and 7 in games before noon um, since 2000. And three of those seven were Arkansas. So if we want to just discredit Arkansas, which they're always going to beat us when they shouldn't, 12 and 4. Auburn's 12 and 4 since 2000 when not playing Arkansas and kicking off before noon. So I know there's been some bad games, especially against Arkansas at 11. And that's why it sticks out in your head. We talked about this when Auburn played Arkansas at 11 there. Um, but, you know, this last weekend was had nothing to do with 11. Auburn went out there, forced Ole Miss to kick a field goal. You know, there was no sleepiness, I don't think. The offense didn't do anything on the first drive, but it wasn't like, oh, we're not awake and this is, you know, who wants to be here kind of thing. The crowd was pretty live because I don't think they expected – well, they were excited about Carl Lawson. And um, Sean White threw, it in, threw a touchdown pass and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. 11 o'clock does not matter. It sucks because you don't get to tailgate. And it's not a fun day. That's about it. Um, but it is stupid. You know, I'm trying to make this a good thing to say, oh, well, CBS still picked this up as, a, as part of their doubleheader that will either be the go up, go right before the LSU game or the Alabama game. But, you know, it's still 11 o'clock. Um, but, again, they've got, like, Kentucky playing Western Carolina. No, Tennessee and Western Carolina. No, Texas A&M and Western Carolina playing at 6 o'clock. I don't get it. I'd rather play on the SEC Network than CBS. I don't care what we play on. They're all good channels now. It's all ESPN or CBS. SEC Network is ESPN. It's all good. Who cares? I don't care if it's on the Ocho. Put it at 6 o'clock. It's ridiculous. We've got 11 o'clock against Jacksonville State, 11 o'clock at Arkansas, 11 o'clock against Ole Miss. Now we're going to have Georgia. The Iron Bowl won't be 11. It'll be 2.30 at the earliest, but I doubt it's at 2.30. I don't know what other game is big. Uh, I mean, what By then, what other game will be bigger um, than the Iron Bowl? But, I mean, it's been on ESPN at night before when it really meant something, too. Um, so... I don't know. It, it, there, there used to be a rule about 11 o'clock games. I swear there were. And then I asked uh, SEC underscore Chuck, who handles all that, or at least posts all the information out, and he said there's not a rule about 11 o'clock games anymore. But 
for whatever reason, Auburn in the morning is what excites the people. That's what I'm going to say. Lastly today, um, Sonny Galloway had a, his own little press conference to discuss all the stuff that happened at, with his firing. Uh, really nothing came out of it. It was kind of him. It was a press conference of pride, I called it. And it was basically him just trying to clear his name. He thinks certain members of the Auburn staff kind of set him up or tried to make him look bad or kind of turned him in, you know, like said he didn't report violations and the he claims the violations weren't true and they were things set up by certain people. It doesn't sound like it's going to be anything that comes out and makes Auburn look bad. I think most people kind of looked at it as a joke. Uh, a lot of people, national people, said it. this is exactly how you don't get hired again because he's kind of, I don't know, if, if any of the stuff is true, and I, like I, I was on his side a little bit. I was on his side until all this, but and I'm not against him, I don't know. I don't know what I am, but I was on his side because the people who didn't like him appeared to be the people who didn't ever play a sport, especially baseball, and just thought, you can't be mean, and Mama's baby was supposed to be the starting pitcher because he was the starting pitcher at Mountain Brook and that kind of stuff, and they didn't like that he was changing things. Auburn baseball needed change, and he did change it a little bit, some people didn't like that. Some people who had been around forever didn't want that. And that was kind of his main complaint. Um, so, I mean, for parts of it, if he was telling the truth, which that I don't, I don't know. I mean, why would you call a press conference and just stand there and lie? Um, other than just to clear your name. If he was telling the truth, I did kind of feel a little bit sorry for him because he was talking about how the players came to his house and didn't want him to get fired and... He said, yeah, the first year was bad. There were a lot of people who didn't like me because I was coming in and changing stuff. But this team, they were, some of them were his guys, and they bought in, and they were good to go. And he keeps talking about how Auburn's going to be awesome this year, and everybody's special, and he's real proud of everybody, and he thinks everything's going to be good. So other than just rambling and saying weird things, he didn't, I don't know, he wasn't like throwing Auburn under the bus. He was trying to say that a few certain people wanted him fired and they made it happen, which is what I thought happened this whole time. But as an Auburn fan, <clears throat> there's nothing really to worry about. There's no, he didn't like come out and say, well, since they told on me, I'm going to tell a few things too. He didn't say any of that. He just wanted to clear his name. So I think that's over. I don't think that'll matter anymore. But I did meet Butch Thompson at Makata. Saturday night, and he had Doug Sisson, his new assistant, with him, and they were very, very nice, very, like, I just walked up to him and told him, excited, excited that they're here and all that kind of stuff, and they kind of both put, took, uh, Butch took his glasses off, put them down, like, turned and looked at me, wanted to, you know, like, actually looked interested in talking to me, so, um, and he's, quote, had seen Warbloggle out there before, so that was awesome, but anyway, um, that's all. It's good to be back on the Bloggle spots. I missed three, and now it's feels like forever. Baby Bloggle did re record his Baby Bloggle spot number three yesterday. I have posted it, but I haven't tweeted it out yet. And also, if you listen to these on Facebook, for whatever reason, Facebook is trying to force me to go away from my profile and use my page and merge it into my page. Because they're saying I'm not a real person. Because I use the name Warblogler as my name. 
So I don't know what's going to happen with that. I appealed it. I know, I mean, I have a decent amount of you listening to this from from Facebook before. Um, I don't really want to use my page because, I don't know, it's not the same. You don't get friends. You can't interact the same way and do all that. It's just kind of like, hey, here's my page and you can't talk to me kind of thing. So we'll see. If you are had listened on Facebook before and you can't see it, I don't have this posted on there. It's because I can't even get to it. It won't even let me get to the page. It just, as soon as I log in, it says convert to profile or convert to page. But whatever. I'll stop being techie. Um, Bloggle spot 86. Done. War Eagle.